one soul ring. Um, so have you added any Modern Horizons or M20 cards to your decks? Uh, not yet. Do you have like a do you have a list? Well, I do want to play like Mardu Pyromancer again. So I want Season Pyromancers and also Yogmoth, but I mean they're it's money, so. Yeah, those are getting expensive. Season Pyromancer is uh quite pricey. Yeah. I should pick them up when they're like twenty. I think they were Did like they come out of the 20. gate at twenty? They were twenty or twenty five. I can't remember. Wow, and it's a rare? Yeah, mythic. Oh mythic. It's a mythic. Yeah, that kind of that's not good. I've never been a fan of the mythics. Yeah, I think they just should have kept it at rare. I think they should get that card at rare. Like it's good. No, I think they should have kept all. Oh. I don't think mythic should be a designation. I think it should. They should all be rares. Sure. I think it should just be three designations. Um. Yeah, but you gotta have that extra rarity. Do you though? You I, can, I mean, they track one. print anyway. What is it? What difference does it make? You know, it's more rare. You know that certain rares are more rare. You know that certain mythics are more rare because they track print them. Also, they're garbage, so they track print the garbage ones. <laughs> <clears throat> They've been track printing since the game's inception. Yeah, and I guess it's like another just designation. Yeah, but if you have a set that like all the values in the mythics, then it really doesn't make sense to buy boxes of that set because you're only going to get... What is it, between two and five or something? Something like that. And if they're all bad ones or if you get duplication, then... And you're just pooched. Essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not a, not and have never been a fan of the mythic designation. <clears throat> That's fair. Yeah, if they, and if they didn't track print and it was everything being equal, then it would be different, but they do, so... Um, even mythics have different rarities, but enough about that sad topic. We're going to get to the show and welcome everybody to the show. I'm Kevin and I'm Eric and, and we do a show. We do do a show and this is that show. The show is turn one soul ring. And today on that show, we'll be talking about the best budget cards in commander, you know, in our some opinion, of the best, in our, you yeah. know, some of the best, Yeah. you know, what is budget? What is budget? <laughs> we're also gonna we're also <laughs> accounting 101 with eric and kevin <laughs> we're also gonna be going to talk about um uh, a budget meta that we found ourselves ensconced in oh, yeah. um that was, was probably more than a year ago now it's probably so. like a couple years ago it was interesting it was interesting and uh we're also going to be doing a giveaway related to this episode's topic so Stay tuned till the end of this episode to find out about it, or I don't know, maybe go on Instagram right right now and find out. I, you know, sure, I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but before we get to the budget cards that you're all patiently waiting to hear about, we're gonna talk a little bit about Modern Horizons and the prices of some of the cards and which cards we are thinking of putting in some decks and which cards we've already put in some decks and seeing how they do in play. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> with Modern Horizons being um, obviously pretty nice and fresh still, um, and there were a lot of people out there saying that like there aren't many good cards for Modern, and as time has gone by, like some of these cards have actually gone up in value, and we're seeing a lot more of them in play, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I think the set's really great for the format um and so one of the cards that we talked about on our release which is at the top of the value train at the moment 
Um, I'm just using TCG player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got Renin 6 up there at 70 bucks US. That two mana planeswalker. Yeah, a good, a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I bought. I, I, I bought one at about 34 Canadian. That's not bad. Yeah. That's actually really good. I think it's 100 Canadian now, so. Yeah, yeah. It's like. <laughs> yeah, I only I wish I'd bought two. I wish I bought some. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know, you never know. You you do never know. I was pretty like I liked that card a lot and I thought I was gonna see like do some things and uh I was like, nah, I don't need to buy one though. <laughs> yeah, I just bought one for my uh Lord Wingrace deck and I haven't played that deck since I put it in there, but it's just so it's it's just perfect. It's such a good in card deck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good in a lot of decks, I'm sure. Um and then second up was the one who was in first place is Urza. Lord High Artificer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's got a modern deck now. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I, yeah. I, I was reading about that. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of them out there. and like, But he can actually, like, he's seen playing modern because it's just a solid good magic card. Yeah. 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 So he's up to 36.50 right now. Wow. US. I think he started a little bit lower than that, too. But uh... Yeah, he did. I picked one up around 30 US. Through that okay. Memnarch, just as like an alternate win condition. Yeah, nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> once you have infinite mana and Urza, you can just play, play your whole deck. deck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Paradox Engine's banned. Well, you know what? Surprisingly, I did not have a Paradox Engine in that deck. No. Because it's not like casting cards. Yeah. It's yeah. just like get infinite mana and play Memnarch. Sure. A um, couple more interesting ones. We do have... I really should have picked up Season Pyromancers when they first came out because that card's just been going up. Good value. Yeah. Um, Twenty six eighty now Canadian or US. But uh, yeah, Mardu Pyromancers getting a little bit of a comeback. He's got eight Pyromancers in there now, so um, just looting through your deck and getting more elementals is always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just swarm the board. Um, one that like really shot up was the Hex Drinker, that one mana green creature. That gets protection from everything. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Protection is very powerful, and when you have protection from everything, it's just nuts. Like you know, like Emrakul, the Promised End, right? That was protection from instance, and yeah, that, and that was too powerful for standard. Yeah, so <laughs> it's really <laughs> now they're like here you go protection. Like it's hard to get there, obviously, um, but it's still one of those creatures. Like if you don't have removal for it, they're gonna get there and. Uh, you can't do anything. And after. after the second level, it has protection from something. Um. Yeah. One second here. So uh, levels three to seven. So it's one mana for a two one. And if you pay a total of four mana, leveling up to level three, it has protection from instance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Emmer cool. Yeah. So if on turn four you're playing it, um, you can just get protection from instance, and then usually it can't be removed at that point. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and after it has protection from everything, you... It's just wraths that kill it. Just wraths, edict effects. Yeah. Yeah. And ma- mass, mass and bounce. It's a 6-6 six, six when you get it maxed up. Yeah. A 6-6 six, six unblockable. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to win. Um, and then the uh, the lands have seen some interesting play. I'm surprised that they weren't higher right away. Me too. Like, they were kind of at a high point when the set first launched, and they just dipped mm-hmm. instantly. Yeah. Even yeah. now, they're really not that... Not as pricey as I thought they would be. Right, I yeah. thought they would be closer to Horizon Canopy price. 
Maybe not that much. That much. But maybe a, maybe like the thirty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they'd all be in the thirties, maybe forties. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm really surprised. So I think maybe now is like like I feel those lands have to still go up. Yeah. They're, Possibly. They're just with with how much value Horizon Canopy's had over the years. I I really don't. At least some of them. Yeah. Because it's just so much value in game that you know like one life here or there is not a big deal and when you don't want to pay it can they still tap for a colorless mana or do you have to pay the life for color uh you have to pay the life for color so, so you, you always have to pay for... life for mana yeah you always do but still like especially the uh what is it baked canyon sunbaked canyon sunbaked um you know that's just I thought that one would be the priciest because in in like burn. Boros Burn, it's, yeah. that's amazing, right? Like you don't care about lands at that point; you just want to draw more cards and deal more damage. Yeah, and I mean that <clears> is <throat> the second most pricey right now. Um, usually it's the Fiery Islet, so yeah, is it's always is at the it's top always there? The, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't help ha. myself. Yeah, I can't help myself. <laughs> uh, um, have there been any like? cards you're interested in for like putting in a modern deck or like playing a different deck or something um i haven't i just i pretty much just play uh mono green tron in modern and the only new cards i've put into that deck are i've been trying out an ugin the ineffable because oh cool i do run uh an emrakul the aeons torn uh not the aeons torn uh the promised end yeah and you know it just helps with that and helps with all the other colorless spells that you're casting so that's been fun but there's hasn't been anything from modern horizons that has really yeah tron didn't really get like pieces i thought maybe hex drinker but i really didn't pick any up and and try it out that's not a bad fit though because with the tron lands you can just like level it up right away absolutely yeah Yeah, it's no it's not at all and um yeah, there's a few cards that I put into um, some commander decks, and you know I picked. Yeah, up, you said you picked up an Urza. Yeah, I picked up an Urza. I picked up you know some snow covered lands. I haven't picked up a, a sliver yet for my sliver deck, the first sliver, and uh, but I did put in that cloud thresher say. sliver. That that was a good one. That uh, the Boros one that gives them flying and haste. So. Um, I'm not. I, I was thinking about taking out the slivers that the the two slivers that do flying in haste and like make two spots. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Get the but, first sliver in there. Yeah, exactly. That card's uh, just fun. So yeah, it's just a fun card, and yeah. there's so many cards that um, uh, there are like enough four and five cost slivers that you can still hit other spells. Yeah, to cast. So yeah, it's just it's just a fun card. For sure. And maybe yeah. you can dig your way to the combo. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, being a, playing like Death Shadow, I am kind of interested in, in switching it from Grixis to um, Esper. Really? Um, to get in the Ranger Captain of Eos. Oh, yeah. What's the price point on that right now? He's actually up to 17. US. Okay, and he's a Mythic too, right? Uh, yes, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, just because, like, it tutors out your big threat in the deck, so. And then right. I think that's secondary. Yeah, because, like, he tutors for a one-drop creature. And so you can get Death Shadow. Death Shadow. Yeah. Um, And then, obviously, you just still keep failing those fetch lines and stuff, so you're going to be at whatever health. Get your So you have, like, eight copies of Death Shadow in the deck 
instead of just four. Right. So would you run uh, any of the canopy lands? I think I would to, at that point to too, because I think like more with, life. Yeah, that's the they just kind of go hand in hand with Death Shadow. I think. Yeah. 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 So you could run like the um, uh, the Orzov one and the else because they did enemy colors yeah so orzov and that's it they didn't it's just orzov yeah because the other two are our ally colors yeah azorius and demir yep i kept thinking esper but that's the you got author. it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and then he always has a second ability where you know you sack the ranger of eos your opponents can't cast non-creature spells this turn so that's really powerful and gives you a turn to like set up in a format where that's what we're casting a lot of. Like yeah. Those are the real splashy things that we do in the format. And, you know, it's like Planeswalkers and and everything Blue-White Control does. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, liking the set so far. Got a, really, a lot of cool stuff. Um, I was also thinking of, like, picking up the... I think the swords are still pretty decent just to have in Commander. Yeah, definitely great cards to add to your collection. You never yeah. know when you're going to need them. And, like, they're mythics, and who knows when they're get, going to get reprinted. They're probably going to finish the cycle before they reprint any of them. Probably. So it's not a bad idea to pick them up, and they're not overly pricey yeah. right now because they're not really seeing a lot of play. And I don't think they were going to see modern play. Like, the swords now don't see modern play. Exactly. The better swords, so why would these see These ones even see yeah. it, yeah. yeah. So I'm really not surprised by that. I think a lot of these, you know, what's great about these supplemental sets is they can print a lot of cards for Commander, um, which is quickly becoming their bread and butter, which is really good, I think. <clears throat> yeah, it is really good. Um, it's just like an easy format for people to play, right? So, and it's also like good for card shops because then like you're buying a lot of singles mm -hmm. yeah, from them in general too, so. Yeah, as long as you didn't just buy a... Um, paradox engine except for that because then you probably you probably you probably just sold your whole collection and we're like <laughs> i'm never gonna buy magic cards again you're like screw this game <laughs> or your iona you built an iona deck because <laughs> she's legendary right yeah you yes. can have her as your commander yeah <laughs> you can imagine having that in the command zone everyone's just like you you're the worst <laughs> you, you, they're like no it's angel tribal <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, let's get to the main topic of the show today. It's budget cards and budget metas. So I think, you know, there's a lot of ways that you could determine what budget means. And I think for both of us, we don't normally build with a particular budget in mind. Yeah. And, you know, we're not putting, you know, original dual lands into our decks, but, you know, a 30 to $50 card here and there isn't out of the question. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really, the, I think when we're building decks, the most important thing is we like to build focus decks that are synergistic. And if we choose a commander, you know, we like to put you know, we like to make the deck as powerful as we can make it. Like, I think we generally build like sevens and eights, you know, on the, on the power level scale. So Not, uh, I definitely have some 
Oh yeah, no, I yeah. have no, I have some like jankier decks, but I but think still like yeah, I think they're still focused, you know. And that's the thing about budget; it doesn't mean that you're building a bad deck. It just means that, you know, what I like to think of budget is you're using cards with higher mana costs, but with lower um, monetary costs. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, you look at a card like Karn's Temporal Sundering, which is. I don't know. It's probably like a, that's definitely a bulk rare and that's six or seven mana, six mana. And then you look at a card like, um, time warp or temporal mastery, you know, those are $20 cards. Yeah. They don't, they're they're They both do the same thing, but time warp and temporal mastery don't exile themselves. You can recur them, you know, and they cost one less mana. So they don't need a legendary permanent note for you to cast them. Exactly. Um, or, you know, Beacon of Tomorrows, which you get to shuffle back into your deck. Um, you know, it's just like a lot of the extra turn spells of late have been, except for Nexus of Fate, have been you have to shuffle, you have to exile it yeah. after you cast it. Um, so, you know, yeah, budget cards tend to cost more mana, but less less money a lot less money but you know so like you we can talk about like what makes uh a card budget or what makes a deck budget and you know i don't have a ton of experience with this per se um but you know uh the the play group that eric and i actually met in was uh i was you know introduced to all of you through you know, a, a mutual friend of ours. Yeah. Um, and at the time, uh, they were just starting to allow proxies or counterfeit cards, as I like to call them, yeah. into the meta. And, you know, neither of us are really huge fans of... I'm fine with proxies, but I think when it when you start playing with it in your deck and it's like you're serious about the card and it works into your deck, then it's time to get the real card. Sure. You know, and otherwise, otherwise it's a, it's a fake card. It's a counterfeit card. And you know, like it's not, it's certainly not tournament legal. And I don't think you should be taking it to like your local game store because no. if it's a WPN store, like, you know, that's not good for them. You know, wizards of the coast doesn't like that. And you know, you're you're also kind of communicating to the store that you're you'll use their facilities but you won't support them in a roundabout way oh yeah so you know like i I, like i'm not a fan of that kind of a thing and i understand that cards are expensive and but you know that being said like i don't have the most expensive cards you know i think the most but even even something like that can kind of like put a soft cap on certain cards because then as well, like, when they started allowing proxies, like, this is before Mana Drain got reprinted. And then, like, everyone had Mana Drain in For, their deck. Force of Will. And then Force of Will. Um, if you're in green, you had Guy's Cradle automatically. Like, all these, like, super powerful cards that are expensive and, like, we can't really get our hands on. Because of the... It's a pretty pricey card. Um, yeah. We usually wouldn't see it, but because of the proxies, now they were just, like, super rampant. And it really warped the uh meta yeah it took something that was like that was you know by the time that i got there it was already like an arms race yeah and it you know just turned it into overdrive yeah it really amplified 
And you know, this isn't going to be a surprise to anybody, but it made it a very unfun format to play in because you have people that are playing with super powerful cards, but they're not playing decks that want to win on turn two or three. Yeah, they're just like taking these powerful cards that they know of and just like jamming them in a deck. And it's not really synergistic and it's not really making for a stimulating gameplay because i have no problem with really powerful cards i i i really i've said this before on the show i like playing cedh but that has to that has to be the understanding going in i think for everyone to have the best time that they can have in that format so when you start playing with when you start jamming all those powerful cards into your like cedrus zombie king deck yeah you know that's not that's not a tier one commander, and it, you know it's just it sort of it made the meta kind of untenable. Yeah, it did. And so what ended up happening was, um, I think through, um, I think it might have been a I think it might have been a Facebook comment that I, um, started or a conversation that I started about doing a potential budget league and eventually what we came up with was we would excluding the price of the commander we wouldn't play any cards in our decks that costed more than five dollars usd and i think we used scryfall and after a certain date uh if the card ended up using mtg stocks mtg stocks mid yeah yeah uh and if the card raised in price or or if a card dipped as long as it it was at below five dollars usd after whatever date we instilled the league then it you was could play that card yeah you could play that card and that was that was pretty good i mean people built new decks but we were but some of us were still building decks that were focused efficient synergistic and could win quickly and some of us were building decks that were decks that wanted to take their time and play a long game and have lots of interaction. And, you know, I think that that making that change, and this is this is a tangent because this doesn't really have anything to do with a budget, but I think that making that change didn't deal with the central issue, which was that you had a group of people that some of them wanted to play different ways. Sure. You know, and that's sort of why, and we'll we'll talk about this more when the commander set comes out, but that's sort of why I wanted to start a commander league and why, you know, I chose you and our, you know, a couple of other guys to play in it because we all have a similar philosophy when it comes to playing. We all like to play sort of efficiently, quickly, and, you know, like... You and Riley are very rules-oriented. You guys know all the interactions. And for me, that's very fun to play with because it's a learning experience because I don't always know all that stuff. Yeah, like all the things. Like sometimes you get some crazy interactions with like cards on the stack and stuff. And you're like, when this resolves, what does this do to certain things around the board and stuff? And yeah, and Trevor and I are just like on our phones, but you guys just know how that works. And I like those interactions happening it can be fun sometimes. It can be tons of fun. Yeah. But 
you know, I think at the end of the day, like we just, you know, I think the four of us, we, you know, we love the game, obviously, but we also love like getting each other. Oh yeah. You know, and we like to do it <laughs> quick and efficiently. And that's just how that meta has evolved. Right. So yeah. So that, I think that, that play group, I think that was the fundamental flaw in it, that you had a group of people that varying amounts of them wanted to play games different different ways and stuff. And, you know, you can institute a budget format, but that still doesn't deal with how people build decks differently. Yeah. Because it can still be budget. If people are better deck builders, they're going to, there's still going to be a disparity in who wins and loses. And then even with the budgets, like we saw, most people change commanders too because you know budget might as well make a new deck some people that just liked their one commander and they just built a budget version of it and you still had the same like outcome of what was going on yeah and like i built like a micaeus deck which is a great budget deck by the way and you can just combo off super quickly and if people don't deal with your graveyard you just win yeah and you know like the people that like to play long interactive games they don't like that very much (laughs) they don't no they don't like that very much so you know it doesn't deal with those kinds of things but it was very fun to build decks with that kind of a restriction i did like that too because i did know that like because of the power level i could kind of be a little more dirtily with my decks and no one's playing cyclonic rift no (laughs) cyrifs so that was fun but that would that's just one example of a budget form of commander and I think that that's probably on the higher end of the budget spectrum because you can definitely build a deck for 25 to $50 and it really depends on how much you have or want to spend on a deck. There's actually a YouTube channel that I stumbled across uh, probably a year and a half ago called The Commander's Quarters and they are a fantastic resource for budget commander decks. This guy builds decks, sometimes including the commander, sometimes excluding the commander, for $25 USD and he uses TCG player like damaged cards to compile the deck list. So, you know, if you're like me or Eric and you like to, you know, if you want to spend that extra 10 cents for that bulk rare and get the foil, you know, it's going to be a little more expensive than $25, but this guy builds focused, um, you know, budget commander decks and they are, they're good decks. Cool. Yeah. So, so check out that guy. This is a, uh, this is just a, you know, just a plug. I just like his channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very good. The commander's quarters, like, uh, like the coin quarters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's, um, let's move on and talk about our, our favorite budget cards in the format. And we're going to do this in Wooburg order. Sure. As always. That would actually be a good t-shirt. We're going to do this in Wooburg order. I like that. Because I don't think Wooburg is, I don't think it's a trademark or anything. No. I think we can, <laughs> it's just like W-U-B-R-G. Yeah. And of course someone doesn't know magic. Like, what the hell is a Wooburg? <laughs> it's a conversation starter. There you go. Is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And each letter is the corresponding color. Yeah. 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 I like that a lot. So the first card we're going to talk about today in white is curse of exhaustion curse of exhaustion is too white and too colorless for 
an aura curse enchant player oh that's when they were still writing enchant player yeah i know that's what they always do they used to write uh, like enchant in the in the type field okay yeah, yeah 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 enchanted player can't cast more than one spell each turn i like this card a lot me too because um, you can just see somebody who obviously this will hinder a lot and so they're winning yeah. yeah they're gonna win the game yeah and so you just slap this on there and it really like slows them down so mm-hmm. yeah it's and it's better than just upsetting everyone by playing like rule of law or something yeah it's mm-hmm. just that one guy and like obviously he's gonna hate you or they will hate you but uh the other the rest of the people on the board are still gonna like you for helping them out too so yeah yeah it's this a good card a, this is a good political card yeah so that's a really good budget card to pick up okay the next budget white card is defensive formation it's one white for an enchantment instead of it instead of the attacking player you choose how creatures attack attacking you deals all my damage (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was was hard to see um yeah this is just a great because you know worded weirdly it is worded weirdly it's from uh urza saga Saga. it's an uncommon from urza saga yeah so it is worded a little strangely but you know, if you have this out, this is sort of like an attacking deterrent because people are just not going to want to attack you. Yeah. So it's sort of like a budget um, sphere of safety or ghostly prison. Sure. Yeah. I, like, I like this card a lot. And for one white, you know, people it's just cool. aren't going to want to deal with you. No, they're yeah. They're going to read that card and they're going to be like, what yeah. is that? I just can't <laughs> even. So, uh. so there's going to be a few spell shapers on the list. And uh, this first one is Magetta the Lion. It's three and two white for a spell shaper legend. So he can be your commander. He's a three, three, and you can pay two and two white to tap him. Discard two cards from your hand. Destroy all creatures except for Magetta the Lion. Those creatures can't be regenerated. This is like a super budget wrath. It is. And like all spell shapers make you discard a card because you're taking that card and you're turning it into something else okay so yeah these i think this is a this is a real good card because you can just keep doing it yeah as long as you have cards to discard yeah yeah i like this card a lot and he's dirt cheap also if you make him your commander people are just gonna groan when they sit down (laughs) to play with you it's a good mono white one (laughs) uh oh this next one's good did you skip swords of plowshares Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry about that. Yes, uh, Swords to Plowshares. Great removal spell. It's uh, one and a white for an instant. Yep. You exile target creature, and the... the Creature's controller... Gains life equal to that creature's toughness, right? I think it's toughness. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's toughness. And it's like in Commander, the amount of health they're going to gain, usually for whatever you're getting rid of, is... Great At, trade-off. And in Commander, I would rather do I would rather use a Swords to Plowshares than a Path to Exile. Oh. Because use, the land is so much more valuable. It is. Than the life that they're gonna gain. Like I, I really couldn't care less about the life. So if you're wondering about that, like seriously just run the swords. Yeah. Yeah. You're saving money and you're you're probably It's just a better it, card for that too. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's not gonna matter. Yeah, Path to Exile is only the price because of modern, but it's like in in commander go for that swords of plowshares <clears throat> yeah i think swords though isn't as good in a format like modern where you have less life oh it's not because you're trying to kill your opponent as fast as possible and then it's just like let's take tarmogoy for example 
if I remove that, I'm going to give them five health or a land. I think in more instances, like the five health is going to make a bigger difference than what the yeah, the yeah. land actually does. So it's mm-hmm. a really interesting kind of trade off there. Yeah, for the formats. Absolutely. Yeah, and again, like in modern, people don't run too many basics too. So because yeah. it has to be a basic land to get with the path. So sometimes you just path something. They don't have a land to grab. <laughs> <laughs> or a field of ruin <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they'll get you next up we got uh mentor of the meek a little bit of card draw in white um two of anything in white for a human soldier two two whenever another creature with power two or less enters the battlefield under your control you may pay one if you do draw a card great for token strategies great for token strategies you're just and- gonna go off the chain with drawing cards mm-hmm. yeah and even if you're cheating the uh the you know creature into play it's it's just when it enters the battlefield yeah yeah this, yeah. this is a great card yeah white card draw Woo. who to thunk it <laughs> right the next white card is another wrath it's martial coup it's x and two white for a sorcery create x one one white soldier creature tokens if x is five or more destroy all other creatures so this is great because usually with wraths you're the last person that gets to rebuild but with cards like this you're gonna get a board state of a bunch i mean it's a bunch of one ones but still it's a board state yeah right away yeah and yeah it's i really like this card you're usually casting this card when you have the x for five or more yeah definitely Ooh, i like this next one uh divine reckoning it's two and two white for a sorcery each player chooses a creature he or she controls destroy the rest and it has flashback for five and two white so this i think this is a really underplayed wrath like this card is great in voltron builds oh yeah because obviously you're just going to choose your commander that has a bunch of equipment and uh auras attached to them and you can always flash it back do it again i love flashback yeah having the flashback on there makes this card really good Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah and it's dirt cheap Oh, yeah. Okay, the next one. Just reprinted in Masters 25. Uh, I still like just reprinted. That was like over a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Cloud Shift. It's one white for an instant. Exile target creature you control. Then return that card to the battlefield under your control. So this is just great for when someone targets one of your creatures that you really need to stay on the battlefield. Because you exile it and it comes back and it's a different permanent, so their spell fizzles. Yeah, just really good protection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it should say, like, give protection from target color. But I guess if it was, like, an edict effect, no, you'd still have to sacrifice it. You would. Edict effects are so good. Yeah, they're pretty good. (laughs) Um, I mean, this does give a little bit of extra value compared to just giving something protection. Because it has an ETB effect. Yeah. Yes. And white's got a lot of that. Yeah. Hey, Crush Contraband. This is another newer card. Um, so three of anything and one white for an instant. Choose one or both. Exile target artifact or exile target enchantment. So or do is, both. Yeah, this is like Return to Dust. Is that the one that 
you can do both, but you have to do it during your main phase. Yeah. Otherwise, it's an instant, and you have to choose. Yeah. But and Return of Dust lets you hit, like, two artifacts. Right. This has and to it, be one of each. But the mana cost is more restrictive. Yeah, it's two white. And when you ca- and the time to cast it is more restrictive as well. Yeah. When this one, you can just always do instant to hit two targets. Mm-hmm. So this is a really good card. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah. I like, I like this card a lot. Yeah, good budget. I like when they print good cards. <laughs> 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 okay this next one i never see this card played and it's so good i never see it played <laughs> maybe because it might not be that good i mean um, you can lock somebody's commander out but you should just play iona oh wait <laughs> you can't anymore <laughs> so nevermore is the card it's one and two white for an enchantment as nevermore enters the battlefield name a non-land card the named card can't be played so just yeah like you were saying like great anti-commander tech yeah Mm -hmm. so that one person is gonna hate you yeah and you yeah and you always you'll always know a card to name because it well you just look in their command zone yeah (laughs) you Mm want to be casting this on their commander Mm -hmm. or if you know they have like a force of will or a proxy mana drain (laughs) (laughs) sure (laughs) you have to specifically say proxy mana drain or it doesn't count all right so getting into a different color here we're getting into a different color yeah. do you guys know what color it is what's next in wooberg order it's you that's blue yeah but it's a you it's sure <laughs> <laughs> uh so the first one up here is brainstorm um it's one blue for an instant draw three cards Put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. It should also say then use a fetch land to shuffle those cards away. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's why Brainstorm is so good. Because if you can usually want to play Brainstorm, you, can, you have a way of shuffling your deck. Yeah, like Scroll Rack or a fetch land. Yeah, because then you're just digging three deep and then you put back cards you don't need and just get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love Brainstorm. Classic. Classic. The next blue card is Dreamscape Artist. It's one and a blue for a human spell shaper. Again, for a 1-1, one, one, two and a blue for to tap, discard a card, sacrifice a land, search your library for up to two basic land cards, put them onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. So it is land ramp in mono blue. And those basic lands go onto the battlefield untapped. So you're getting value off of this thing right away. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like this card a lot. So it's really only like one mana to tap and discard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just one blue mana. You are sacrificing a card in your hand as well as a land that's already out there. Yes, land, you are. So. so, But yeah, but you're still not getting like two for one because you're sacking a land, you're discarding a card, but you're getting two lands. Yeah. So if you have a way to turn that those lands into card draw or, uh, yeah, card draw then. Yeah. You can, this is a cool tech card though. Yeah. Because sometimes you are just like pinched for lands and like that extra mana can like get you to playing other things. So, especially if you're stuck in colors that can't ramp. Yeah, exactly. Can't, can't land ramp. Yeah. You're never in colors that can't ramp because you always have artifacts. There we go. We're going to get to those. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the Archaeomancer. Two of anything and two blue for a one two human wizard. When Archaeomancer enters the battlefield, return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Snapcaster. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just more mana. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this card's so good. I obviously love that kind of effect. So, Especially in a singleton format. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, the next blue card is Reality Shift. It's one and a blue for an instant. Exile target creature. Its controller manifests the top card of his or her library. And manifesting is you put the... That player puts the top card of his or her library onto the battlefield face down as a 2-2 creature. If it's a creature card, it can be turned up face up anytime for its mana cost. So is that... Uh, is if you turned it face up, would it be? Would you get the ETB, or it's already on the battlefield, so it's like a morph? Yeah, it's like a morph, so you okay. don't get the ETB effect. Oh, it's not as good. <laughs> but that, but you know, not that's not as good. But reality shift having that exile target creature in blue for two mana is amazing. Yeah, I such love a this good card. To have, uh, and I love this the art on this card, especially in foil. Like I love just orbs. So if you have orb art on a card, I will buy it in foil. Just, <laughs> just saying. Just yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just being able to like we can look at um, equate this to what Path to Exile or Sword Splash Shows does. does. Yeah. yeah, for just one more mana. So we're making one of their cards a two-two. And uh, there's usually a good chance, like depending on their deck, obviously, but they might not even get a creature out of it. And it'll be like a 2-2, like really good spell that they wish they had. Mm-hmm. And, they can't and get it could just anymore. get Wrathed or... Yeah. Yeah. It pro- like that, that's so. usually what ends up happening. It gets Wrathed or they have to block with it. Yep. And then it's gone. Yep. Yeah, great card. Uh, next up, we have Insidious Will. Two Vanilline, two blue for an instant. Choose one. Uh, counter target spell. Uh, you may choose new targets for target spell. Or copy target instant or sorcery spell... You may choose new targets for the copy. Uh, I love this card. It's great, right? Yeah, like you get so many choices with it. Yeah. It's a great counter spell. And like if you're running Cancel, the one extra mana to play Insidious Will, so worth it. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And and the ability to copy a spell, like there's so many powerful instants and sorcery spells running around the format that, yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. Because it's like if somebody targets your stuff and you don't want them to, you can just change the targets for that. But if they're doing something and you want to get the benefit as well, you can just copy it and then everything happens. Or if somebody targets themselves with an extra turn spell. Yeah, you get an extra turn too. Yeah. Or instead. Instead. Instead's the good way Def- to do, do that. Go instead, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> all right, the next blue card is Aetherize. It's three and a blue for an instant. Return all attacking creatures to their owner's hands. So in blue, you're sort of limited when it comes to board wipes. And mm-hmm. if you don't want to spend $30 on a Cyclonic Rift, Rift yeah, <laughs> then Aetherize is a really good card. If, if an opponent is bearing down on you with a ton of creatures, you cast this and they, they probably won't have enough mana to rebuild on their second main phase. And also, like, people usually don't see this card coming either. No, it's a very underplayed card. Yeah. Yeah. So... Really and, the, cool. and the great thing is that, you know, blue usually, ba- like, evacuation, it bounces all of your creatures, too. Mm-hmm. With this, it's sort of a... One-sided. One-sided board wipe. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so also on the list is Washout, which is three of anything in a blue for a sorcery. Return all permanents of the color of your choice to their owner's hand. So actually, with Painter's Servant... Hey. being unbanned this is a lot better yeah because cool. you could just if you're having a really bad game you just have like i'll play painter server and wash out <laughs> everything's gone and his lands too it's everything yeah. permanence of the color so they yeah. didn't i don't know if like i don't know if the rules committee thought about washout i think washout might need to be banned 
Yeah, because I mean <laughs> upheavals banned. Washout needs to be banned. All right. I'm taking it off the list. <laughs> uh, this is one of my favorites. It's Fade Away. It's two and a blue for a sorcery. For each creature, that creature's controller pays one or sacrifices a permanent. So this is a great blue board wipe because you can play this. This is like you play this when people have like when you play mana geyser when all their lands are tapped and they have no mana to to use and they just have to sacrifice all their creatures yeah this card is is so good i found this card and like just put it in all my blue decks because it's so good and it's a common from exodus <laughs> it's, it's 25 cents <laughs> yeah it's an interesting card i wonder how like you resolve it i guess each creature's own triggers on the stack because I wonder if you can sack your creatures to save your other creatures. What do you mean? So if this resolves, because you can either, that creature's controller pays one or sacrifices a permanent. So if I have three creatures on the battlefield, I want to save this creature. Mm-hmm. I don't have mana, so I'm going to sacrifice this creature to pay for this creature. But I think... Well, you'd have to sacrifice a permanent. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, I don't know how this card works. <laughs> yeah, people usually just start. They just pay or they sacrifice creatures. Yeah. I've never. Uh, that's a very interesting. That's why I like playing with you. Because you're always like, how, how does this interact? And I'm just like, do, do, do. All right, next up we have Pull from the Deep. Two of anything, two blue for a sorcery. Return up to one target instant card and up to one target sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Exile pull from the deep. That's the part that hurts. Yeah. Is that they make you exile it. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise... Can't get this back. Yeah, but otherwise it's it's great. Four mana, you get back two splashy spells or a couple of counter spells or whatever. Yeah. People may know you have that in hand, but I mean, still you're holding up counter spell magic, right? It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this card a lot. Yeah, and it's also like... Um, I want to kind of compare it to um, Mystic Retrieval. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty much the same mana cost. Um, just pull from the deep is uh, two blue instead of Mystic Retrieval being one blue. And so Mystic Retrieval lets you return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Um, and then this one has flashback. So it's a total of seven mana to get what pull from the deep is doing for four mana. Hmm. Are they both? Is it a common? Mystic Retrieval is also uncommon. Okay. Yeah. And I see Mystic Retrieval played, but I don't really see this card played. Yeah, maybe the more restrictive mana cost. There's that. I guess also, like, Mystic Retrieval for both triggers lets you do an instant or sorcery. Pull from the Deep is one instant and then one sorcery. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, I think it's more of a build around. Yeah. Pull from the Deep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not much more, but more, I'd say. Um, All right, the next blue card is Parallel Thoughts. It's three and two blue for an enchantment. When Parallel Thoughts comes into play, search your library for seven cards, remove them from the game in a face-down pile, and shuffle that pile. Then shuffle your library. If you would draw a card, you may instead put the top card of the pile you removed into your hand. So this is like a really roundabout blue tutoring system yeah and if you can keep parallel thoughts on the board 
then you know you probably tutored for the cards that are going to win you the game which is pretty good and you may only need to keep it on the board for one turn because if you have a efficient card draw engine you can draw all those cards in in one turn yeah because it's it just says if you would draw a card you can instead put one there in your hand yeah, yeah and i really like this card a lot and yeah I, yeah i almost never see it played i almost never see it played either and i think people are probably scared of of it getting removed yeah because then yeah. those cards are just gone yeah, and I, it's, I think that like uncertainty is the your your opponent's uncertainty of what you tutor for. I think it's less common that it will get removed based on that than a card that is a clear threat. Like, um, I keep thinking of Paradox Engine, but that's not the uh, a card that <laughs> a card that's like Paradox Engine, but not that. <laughs> uh, I think you could also kind of do some pretty cool things with this because you can like. This is a really cool, like, fake-out card, too. Um, maybe not, like, put all your eggs in one basket. You, so, you, pull, know. you just put, do seven lands, thin out your deck. There you go, right? <laughs> and then they remove it, and you're like, ha, gotcha. <laughs> you flip them over. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, don't take all your cards that you want to win the game with out of with this card unless you mm-hmm. have a way to draw them. Right. Just in case that person has, like, enchantment removal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The Crozen Grip. Yeah. Because that... That sucked. That's not a budget card, by the way, people. It's almost a budget card. <laughs> it's not a budget card for this episode. Okay. But as far as Eric and I are concerned, it it's is a, a budget, budget card. card. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's like squinching his nose. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, we're moving on to black. All right. Black is mid. back. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Diabolic Tutor is two of anything and two black for a sorcery. Search your library for a card and put that card in your hand. Then shuffle your library. It's it's a poor man's demonic tutor. Yes. Yeah. So this card's great. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. Standard black tutor. You can get anything. Don't have to reveal it. Yeah. Yeah. Good card. Yeah. I also like the um, art from the Kaladesh block because it's where it's Lily whispering to Chandra's ear. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. I do like. I really do like any depiction of anyone whispering into anyone's ear. Sure. So yeah. like this is good too. Yeah. You know, I'm not crazy about the original art. It would be better if someone was whispering into that person's ear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the next black card is Dothy Embrace. It's two and a black for an enchantment. You can pay two black. Target creature gains shadow until end of turn. So this is great in your, like, Skithrix decks. And if you have enough black mana, and black is known for being able to get tons and tons of black mana, it is two black mana, colon, target creature gain shadow until end of turn. So you could potentially make your entire board essentially unblockable Yeah. with this card and just, um, well, take out one player. Maybe even win the game. Depends what the life totals are and... And the power of your creatures, but... Also, this is a nice political card because it just says target creature. Yes. So you can give other people's creatures shadow and get more damage from them. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Very good card. Next up, we got Read the Bones, which is two of anything in a black. Uh, for a sorcery, scry two, then draw two cards. You lose two life. Uh, this is just solid card draw for black. Uh, you can potentially go four cards deep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The next black card is Siphon Mind. It's three and a black for a sorcery. 
each other player discards a card, you draw a card for each card discarded this way. So this is like four mana, draw three cards. Yeah. And everyone else it doesn't like you anymore. Yeah, because you made them discard a card. <laughs> yeah, making people discard cards is just it makes them real sour. But four mana to draw three cards in black is that's good. It's like it's like par for the course. Yeah, that's that's good value. Yeah. Don't do it when people don't have cards. No, no, because you you can't get the card <laughs> you only draw, draw when they discard. When they discard. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, so next up we have Sadistic Sacrament. It's uh, three black for a sorcery. Uh, the sorcery also has kicker seven. So, uh, without the kicker, search target player's library for up to three cards, exile them, then that player shuffles his or her library. Uh, if Sadistic Sacrament was kicked, instead, search that player's library for up to 15 cards, exile them, then that player shuffles his or her library. Man, if you know like the deck they're playing and what cards are essential to their win condition, you should just like take it out. I've yeah. <laughs> I've played this card and they're just like they they see the cards that you exiled, they're just like, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun card. This is a really fun card. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised it's just, still a budget card. I, I guess mean, it's the ten mana cost. It's the ten mana cost and also like the knowledge you need. Yeah, but a lot of times if you, like, see, even in the wild, if I you guess, see like, a player's yeah. commander and you, like, you have knowledge of the format, then you can be like, okay, they're playing, like, <sighs> I don't know. Paradox Engine. Yeah, so you get that. You get, well, that's one less card you have to exile. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry I keep bringing it up. It's just, like, what's Paradox level powerful, yeah. you know? It's like. <laughs> yeah, so if I was, like, playing against you with your Memnarch deck, I'd probably want to get rid of all of your, uh mana combos and stuff palancron yeah yeah just get out of here just get just yeah yeah i love this card even if you're just getting the three cards it's still worth it can it. still like hinder somebody three a lot. for three is yeah. is still is still good yeah and it also gives you information of like what that player's deck is oh yeah because you get to look through it so that's very powerful yeah the the next black card is plague wind it's seven and two black for a sorcery Destroy all creatures you don't control. They can't be regenerated. So there's a card that's the exact same mana cost uh, called Ingaric's Wake. It's also a sorcery. It's destroy all creatures and planeswalkers you don't control. It doesn't yeah. have the clause about can't be regenerated. So, you know, I would say Ingaric's Wake is probably better. I would say so too. Because regeneration usually isn't a factor in commander it's, yeah it's relatively rare and you're hitting planeswalkers too which people like to play especially after war of the spark yeah but it, you know any one-sided board wipe even though this costs nine mana is still very powerful because uh decree of pain costs i think eight mana and you draw a card off of each creature that's destroyed this way so you know, more expensive board wipes do give you a little bit of extra value. Yeah, that's a nice part about these black board wipes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Great card. All right, next up we have Wit's End. Five of anything and two black. For a sorcery, target player discards his or her hand. Rude. You made an enemy. Yeah. You made an <laughs> like... enemy today, sir. <laughs> uh, this one's definitely worse than other. Like, it is seven mana. But I think you're going to make more of an enemy than if you were to, like, Chris of Exhaustion somebody or something. 
because this gets this gets rid of their whole hand. Because with Curse of Exhaustion, they're still like, okay, I can play this card my next turn, and yeah. then after that, I can play this card the yeah. following turn, and the turn after that, I'll play this card. With and they this, still get to they're draw just like, yeah, they get to draw. They got other cards, but with this is just like. It's so – there's something about discarding. I think it's in the same arena as when people take control of your permanence. And I was talking about this to somebody at um, the LGS the other night, and he was playing a Kaiga deck. So when Kaiga dies, he takes control of a, a, a creature – and he was doing all these things to like make copies of Kaiga, and as soon as the copy came into play, the copy would die because it's a legendary on the same battlefield. And then he would, he would take, he would take creatures, and like, I like that. And he got targeted first and killed. Because and I was and I was trying to explain to him that it's it's not at that when when you're playing a strategy like that where you're taking other people's permanence, it's not a threat assessment thing. It is an irrational fear and disdain for somebody having control of what belongs to you you would rather have your creatures in the graveyard or in exile than someone else controlling them yeah because like that's I tons would. of value for them yeah i played this creature and now you just took it yeah i would but it's it's also i think it goes like beyond them getting the value from it it's i think it's about like this is mine and i would I don't it's and if I can't have it, you can't nobody have it. can. Yeah. So, you know, and it's and you know, that's why I sort of converted my Memnarch deck to an infinite mana combo deck where when I get infinite I don't play Memnarch until I get infinite mana. And then then I play Memnarch and then I take everything. And then the game is over. You know, there's very there's I'm I'm trying to mitigate the bad feelings there. But when you're playing a game and you're slowly taking things throughout the course of the game, I think that's when people are going to be like, "Oh, you have to die now." Yeah. Because I don't like how this feels. You're not even the biggest threat. You just have to die so that we can play a game where if we, I play my permanents, they're mine. They're my permanents. Yeah. So I think that's something that is really good to keep in mind when it comes to that kind of a, a strategy where you're taking people's things because yeah. it's it's totally irrational and I I totally admit that but it's it's, it's, it's still, still a fact it's still a reality of the situation yeah. so just um you know take 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 the Memnarch strategy just wait just <laughs> All wait at once take everything at once and then they'll just concede yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yes wits end great budget card and you can just you know i I see this card and i think about someone who's like you know they're playing their deck where they just like drew their whole deck or something and i mean if you drew your whole deck you probably shouldn't you're not you should don't pass the turn you probably should win yeah (laughs) but it's just like maybe you just drew a lot of cards and you didn't win the game but you are in a position to win the game you just wits end them and Time. That feels so good. <laughs> Scared that 30-card hand. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to red. And the first red card is Aether Flash. It's two and two red for an enchantment. Whenever a creature comes into play, Aether Flash deals two damage to it. Cool. So just deal with tokens. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of two toughness creatures in the format that would just immediately die to this. 
Yeah, because a lot of people play um, mana ramp creatures, creatures that... Yeah, mana dorks totally deals with that. Yeah. Um, drawing cards and stuff like that. All those like little tech creatures always have low toughness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great card. Also combos with Polyraptor. That's right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, up next we got Wild Ricochet for two of anything and two red. Uh, you may, for an instant, you may choose new targets for a target instant or sorcery spell. Then copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. So not only are you changing the targets of the first spell, you get to do it again. I always think of, I don't know, I guess I'm just an optimist. I always think of extra turn spells when I see <laughs> copy a spell. It's just like a it's like word yeah. association for me. Yeah, <laughs> copy spell, uh, extra turn. Extra piece. turn spell. <laughs> uh, also works like really good with card draw and stuff too, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Somebody like um, uh, Blue Sun Zenith, you know, like X10. You're like, uh, I'll draw 20 cards, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's one like, of them's a Reliquary Tower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love cards that, like, shift targets. And red, like, this is red's only recourse is you know like red can't counter spells but it can change targets it can, but it can change targets yeah you know because it's chaotic like that yeah okay this next card is one of my favorites it's mana geyser it's three and two red for a sorcery add red to your mana pool for each tapped land your opponents control so in a game of commander a lot of times this can net you 10 plus mana yeah very very great card and if you use pyromancer's goggles to cast it you get double oh boy <laughs> <laughs> i like that card a lot too pyromancer's goggles no the mana oh mana geyser yeah 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 really underplayed cards super cheap like this is just a great a great card in red like this can shoot you forward so much yeah. if you can utilize the mana oh yeah and like people tap out so often in command oh yeah so. especially especially in the first five turns oh yeah yeah, and if you have three opponents with, with five lands... It's 15 get, mana. Yeah, so you're netting 10 mana. Yeah. That's great. On turn on turn five? Yeah. That's that's amazing. Shoot your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh, next up is Humble Defector, one of anything in red. Creature human rogue for 2-1. Uh, you tap him to draw two cards, and then target opponent gains control of Humble Defector. Activate this ability only during your turn. This is a great... I mean, this is a great card, card draw engine yeah. in red, but it's also a great, like, hey, you want to be friends card? Yeah. It's a great make I draw two, card. you draw two. Yeah, you know? and just give it back to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other two players are like, we have to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> and you're kind of creating, like, a two-headed giant situation. Yeah, for which a is bit. always fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a fantastic card. Love it. Okay, we're moving on to green. The first card is Acidic Slime. It's three and two green for a creature ooze 2-2. Two, two. It has Death Touch. And when Acidic Slime enters the battlefield, destroy target artifact, enchantment, or land. So many options. And there's so many problem lands. Oh, yeah. In Guy's Commander. Cradle. Guy's Cradle. Like, uh, what's, the, what's the poor man's Guy's Cradle? Uh, cradle of the Sun? Itlamok. Itlamok. Here yeah. you go yeah yeah and uh, you know there's there's so many um powerful lands that need to be dealt with but 
you know, even after that, whether you choose artifact, enchantment, or land, you still have a 2 2 with death touch on the battlefield. Pretty much a removal spell, too. Like, people mm -hmm. won't want to attack into you. No. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great card. And it's been reprinted into Oblivion. So, nice and cheap. Next up, we got a. Uh, is it Time Spiral? Is what Original, this card uh, planar Chaos. Planar Chaos. That there we go. Yeah. Yeah, so in Planar Chaos, we saw colors kind of get abilities they usually didn't get. Yeah, it was like color shifted. Yeah, so Harmonize is two of anything and two green for a sorcery that just says draw three cards. Which is Ingenuity, I think, is yeah. the blue version of this. Yes. So. Or this is the blue version of that. This is, this green is the green version, version of that. Of <laughs> Ingenuity. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, super good. Yeah, just a great. I like. I run this in a lot of green decks because yeah. sometimes you just need to draw three cards. Oh yeah, you know, and then you lose the game. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about budget, but it has such a sweet full art. Oh yeah, it's got a textless promo. Yeah, it does. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> so the next green card is Joel Rael, Empress of Beasts. It's three and two green for a legendary creature, human spell shaper, for a three three. You can pay two and a green to tap, discard two cards. Until end of turn, all lands target player controls are 3-3 three, three green creatures that are still lands. I need no army. I have Jamura. I don't know why I said it like <laughs> that. What is, is it not Famura? No, it's, it's too far away for me to Tamura? read it accurately. I don't know what that is. Well, either way, you ruined it. Yeah. No one knows about this card. <laughs> Uh, that's fun ability. Yeah, you do have to pitch two cards, which isn't fun. Yeah. But the the I love this card because in mono, if you're playing mono green, you don't have a lot of ways to protect your massive board of creatures, which is how you're winning in mono yeah. green. You know, you have um, heroic intervention, but with this card. If someone's like, hey, I'm going to cast a Wrath, you're like, hey, I have Empress of Beasts. If you cast a Wrath, I'm going to turn all your lands into creatures, and it's going to be bad for you. <laughs> yep. So it's just a great, great threaten protection. effect. Yeah, I just love this card for that reason, and I run it in – I run it generally in decks where I'm drawing a lot of cards. Like I run it in my Arcades deck um, just because it's so satisfying when you turn – your opponent's lands into creatures and they all get destroyed and alternatively you can just turn all your lands into creatures and swing for lethal yeah that too yeah it's it's very versatile this card i also like it for the protection aspect though because then people pretty much aren't gonna wrath the board because then they can't do anything anymore yeah so this card they need to find um single target removal mm -hmm. to get it off the board yeah yeah great card a uh, great uh, next up, Regrowth. One of anything and one green for a sorcery. Return target card from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah, it just got reprinted in Modern Horizons. Yeah, so uh, really great card because we don't we can't play any. It's just a singleton format, so we're going to play any card again. Yeah, good. this, like Eternal Witness. Yeah. Um, Gataxian Probe puts it on. No, um, not Gataxian Probe, the green one. Phyrexian Rebirth? Um, Noxious Revival. Noxious Revival. Yeah, it puts it on top of your library, so not as good. Um, there is like a Rebirth, which also puts it on top of your library, not as good. So yeah, this is just a really good 
card that you know it's sorcery speed but who cares because it's, it's just also like, right in your hand yeah and it's kind of like cast any card in your graveyard for two more mana yeah exactly yeah. That's, that's that's the best way to think about it yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah don't get hung up on them on that this is like it's not a trade it's part of the cost <laughs> yeah <laughs> The next green card is Sylvan Scrying. It's one green for a sorcery. Search your library for a land card, reveal it, and put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. So obviously this card is very popular in Mono Green Tron in Modern. Mm -hmm. But in Commander, we have so many powerful lands. And even though this card doesn't put it onto the battlefield, we can find that, that tech land that we need to just... You know, we can find that guy's cradle. We can find that Sarah's sanctum and just get it out there and sort of propel us to a victory. Someone's, you know, Memnarch or that uh, Kaga deck. Get that Homer Path. Oh yeah, Homer Path. Yeah. Yeah. Or you just need a strip mine. Yeah. Right? You got to take out a land. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just a great card. Any card that's like search for target land card, search for a land card. Give it a second look. Yeah, it's real powerful. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the Ulvenwald Tracker for one green. Uh, it's a creature human shaman for a 1-1. One, one. It is a 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, you can pay one of anything in a green to tap it. Target creature you control fights another target creature. This is really cool, like, repeatable removal, pretty much. Which is something that green has trouble with, removing target creature. Because this kind of says destroy target creature yeah pretty much because you're gonna have a bigger creature probably because mm-hmm. you're in green let's hope so hope so yeah yeah don't uh don't don't target Uvermall tracker no. <laughs> it's a bad bad choice. it's a one one yeah uh the really uh, the other neat thing is like if you have like the acidic slime or something oh yeah you just fight so take out a big eldrazi titan yeah mm-hmm. and now they have death touch well not the new ones uh, sorry, indestructible. Indestructible, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the new ones don't have indestructible. Yeah. So it works. The next green card is Wave of Vitriol. It's five and two green for a sorcery. Each player sacrifices all artifacts, enchantments, and non-basic lands he or she controls. For each land sacrificed this way, its controller may search his or her library for a basic land card and put it onto the battlefield tapped. Then each player who searched his or her library this way shuffles it. You know, with how they changed, uh, with how they took like add, you know, add blue with they took like two year mana pool off of cards recently. Yeah, I think they can probably take off and shuffles your library. You know, yeah. it's like we don't need that. I'm just kidding. I mean, I don't if even. You're I don't tutoring, even. Yeah, shuffle your deck. Shuffle your deck after. <laughs> People wouldn't though. Um, yeah, this is just a great. Uh, board wipe for green. It deals with artifacts, enchantments, and non-basic lands. Yeah. And a lot of times, if you're playing against two, three, four-color decks, they won't be able... They won't have enough basic lands to replace the non-basics that you've just destroyed. You're probably going to pretty much like Armageddon them. And it's sacrifice, too. So it gets around indestructible. Yeah. Yeah, this is a really good card. It's and, a really sweet card. And it's like 35 cents. Pick one up. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, moving, moving on to gold cards. Yeah, out of the Wooberg into the gold. 
That's not sure. a good T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> we have to stop. We should just we should just point at each other when we have a good T-shirt idea and not say, say it before that. we make T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the first gold card is Perplex. It's one of anything, a blue and a black. For an instant, counter target spell unless its controller discards his or her hand. That people don't want to that that like it, unless you pay a cost people are sometimes willing to pay the cost but yeah. discard your hand no <laughs> and then this also has transmute for uh, one of anything a blue and a black uh so discard this card search your library for a card with the same converted mana cost as this card reveal it and put it in your hand then shuffle your library and trend yeah i have to transmute yeah. as a sorcery but transmute is all always three mana and like the the mana cost itself is different like sometimes it'll be one and two blue or or what have you but it's always three mana and i think transmute is really undervalued and underplayed ability yeah because it lets you like transmute is a really budget tutor effect mm-hmm. you have to build your you have to be really you have to be a lot more concise in how you build your deck because that's be the same value that's be the same converted mana cost but um it's yeah it's just a very powerful effect yeah but that that's just the icing on the cake for this card because no one's going to want to discard their hand. No way. Unless they have no cards in hand. That's the only time. Oh, Frilled Mystic is another gold card. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think we forgot to mention Harvest Season for green. Oh, we did. We did. So we're going to backtrack a little bit here because Harvest Season is that important. It's a good card. It's amazing. Harvest Season is two and a green for a sorcery. Search your library for up to X basic land cards, where X is the number of tapped creatures you control, and put those cards onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. This is great in, like, if you have a bunch of mana dorks. I run this in my Edric deck. (laughs) It's fantastic. It's such a good ramp card. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. But going back to gold cards, our other gold card is Frilled Mystic. It's two green and two blue for a 3-2 Mystic Snake. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, kind of. It's It has flash, and when Frilled Mystic enters the battlefield, you may counter target spell. Yeah. That's just a four-cost counter spell, but you get a creature out of it. So Yeah, you get a 3-2. Yeah. And you can also... You know, it has flash. So you could cast it and block, but generally you're not going to be doing that. You're going to be... Yeah. You're going to be using it for the counterspell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're going to move on to colorless cards and out of the color pie. And we're going to start with artifacts. So this is a whole cycle of artifacts. It's the locket cycle from... Is this... It's It's from the whole new Ravnica block because five of them are in... Oh, they did five and five. Yeah, they did five and five. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, we have, like, Boros, Demir, Azorius, Gruul, Rakdos, Simic, Golgari, it Selesnia, and did I miss a couple? I feel like I did. The lockets. And they all they all tap for... They cost, they cost three to play. Yeah. Yeah, they cost three to play. They tap for one of, of either guild color, and you can pay four hybrid mana to tap sacrifice draw two cards i think this is a decent card yeah yeah definitely because we have the um i mean commander sphere you can sacrifice 
and draw a card and then we have like mind stone but you know i think if it wasn't hybrid mana if it was like two and two they'd be significantly worse significantly worse yeah but because it's the hybrid mana it really makes a big difference when like late game you just want to draw two cards or you don't need the mana so the end step before you turn you draw the cards yeah yeah so it's just really good because like it can ramp you early and then you just get rid of it for more cards later mm-hmm. yeah yeah the just, locket, locket cycle is good I yeah think. they're very efficient yeah, yeah. super I, yeah i like them a lot yeah the next artifact we're going to talk about is door to nothingness it's five mana for an artifact door to nothingness enters the battlefield tapped you can pay two white two blue two black two red and two green to tap sacrifice door to nothingness target player loses the game they're (laughs) done get out of here (laughs) (laughs) only a madman could create such a door only an imbecile would open it. Nice. You, and the imbecile just lost the, the game. game. <laughs> so this with like Ramos is really good, right? Because you just have yeah. this and yeah, that's good. Yeah, you just need some uh, graveyard recursion. And... <laughs> I love that cards, I, I love cards that say like win or lose the game on yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> They're good. Um. Yeah, so like this card, you know, like a, a five color mana base is super expensive, but this card is not. And, you know, if you had a way to untap it and pay the mana in the same turn, you can just like one shot people. You have to sacrifice it, but it doesn't go into exile, so you can just bring it back. Exactly. Yeah. It's not a big deal. <laughs> and it's like also like there's other ways to get mana. Like, getting a good five-color mana base is expensive, but you can still do five colors kind of on a budget. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Those are artifacts that tap for any color and stuff, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is just, like, a fun card. I've never, like, played with this card, but it's, it's a, fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Elixir of Immortality. It's just a one-drop artifact. And then nice. You can just stop there and I'd play it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, paying two and tapping it, you gain five life. Shuffle Elixir of Immortality and your graveyard into their owner's library. That's great because it shuffles itself in. Yeah, so you can draw it again and use it. That's the best part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, you know, there's a lot of strategies where you, you know, or if the game goes late and you just need to shuffle your library back into your, or your graveyard into your library. Yeah and just keep drawing cards so i think uh, some good answers that have been like in your graveyard now you can just get them back into your deck <clears throat> yeah good card definitely this next card is very much in the same vein it's feldon's cane for one mana artifact tap remove feldon's cane from the game shuffle your graveyard into your library hmm. mm-hmm. all right yeah yeah i i sort of uh I, I think when I got into Commander, I played a, a mill deck, so I would utilize these cards a lot because I would end up milling myself a lot, mm-hmm. and I would just need to keep my deck going while I, you know, other players hadn't built these contingencies into their deck. Um, so cards like this can be very good for that. These cards are also good for graveyard decks because they're kind of insurance for your graveyard. Mm-hmm. If somebody tries to exile your graveyard... 
you activate can activate it. Activate this and put your graveyard in your library. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Next up, we have the the obelisk cycle. Yeah, it's the cycle. So all of these um, are part of like the three color from Shards of Lara. Yeah, there we go. And so it's for example, there's like the obelisk of Bant. Bant being green, white, and blue. So you tap the obelisk for one of those colors. Mm -hmm. So we have ten in total. Well, no, there's only five because we have the obelisk cycle, and then in Tarkir they did the banner cycle. Oh, which right. Is the other five. Yes. Yeah, so there's the obelisks are the. What are the obelisks? We have we have Naya. Naya. Yeah, Bant Naya is is green, red, and white. Then Esper is white, blue, and black. Jund is black, green, and uh, red. Grixis is blue, black, and red. And then the banners are... Well, the banners are a little bit different. They still cost three mana. They tap for, uh, like, Abzan banner taps for white, black, and green. But all the banners, you can pay that their banner colors so one of each so for absent banner it's white black and green to tap sacrifice absent banner draw a card so after that we have jeskai banner it's blue red and white you can pay that to also draw a card mardu is red white and black same thing tap tap it for any of those colors and you can also pay all three to draw a card then we have sultai banner black green and blue same thing pay that to draw a card and teamer banner which is green blue and red it's kind of funny how i always find like teamer is like the um the color one because white and black are the ones that are missing and out of all of these banners, this is the most drab looking in the in art. terms of the art. Oh, because like because like black and white aren't colors, yeah. right? You're one of those. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like an arbitrary distinction because it's like all color, right? What's well, all color? Well, it's all color. You know, like everything oh, yeah. that it's all, you know. But these colors are more colorful than white or black. I mean, I guess. I mean, like, white and black are still colors. But, yeah, fair enough. I No, I, I see what yeah. you're saying. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, I think it has, like, the worst symbol. I think, uh, I think either Mardu or Jeskai has the best symbol. I think so, yeah. I like that. I think Mardu. I think it's just, like, the wings. It's inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> I think wings in general are inspiring. All know? right. <laughs> uh, next up, we have another obelisk. Uh, it's unstable obelisk for three. It's an artifact. You can tap it for a colorless mana. You can also pay seven and tap it to sacrifice the obelisk to destroy target permanent. So this is another one of those magic likes to do. You pay seven. You If you pay minimum of seven, you can destroy any permanent. It doesn't matter what color you're in. Yeah. These are always nice. This one's more expensive than some of the other ones we've kind of touched on because uh, you have to pay three to play it and then seven. Right, right. If you wanted to do it all in the same turn. Ten. Ten minutes. But, uh, yeah, these are always nice for, like, for example, red. you got to get rid of an enchantment. Mm -hmm. Get this in there. 
Yeah, you can't play Enchanter's Bane. That card sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to uh, give your opponents the opportunity to choose which one of their permanents gets destroyed, and that's sort of sort of what Enchanter's Bane did. That was one of those cards from uh, Commander 19. I think that was in the Sahili deck. I think I took that out right away. <laughs> it's pretty awful. <laughs> the next card is not an artifact. It's Scour from Existence. It's seven mana for an instant exile target permanent. Exile. Exile, yeah. Just no questions asked. I think th- I like this card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <clears throat> Next up, we can talk about some lands. Lands. Uh, so first up, we got Tectonic Edge. Um, Tectonic Edge is cool because it does just tap for a colorless. Uh, you can pay one and tap it to sack it and destroy target non-basic land. Uh, activate this ability only if an opponent controls four or more lands. The kind of funny part about that is it says destroy target non-basic land and then activate this ability only if an opponent controls four more lands. So if an opponent of yours controls four more lands, you can still hit a land of somebody that does not control four. Yeah. Yeah. And then really ruin their day. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like You only have two lands out there? Well getting rid of one sorry bozo over there has five yeah (laughs) i feel like being a real dick right now (laughs) i just want to ruin your life (laughs) the next land is very similar encroaching wastes it taps for a colorless or you can pay for sacrifice encroaching wastes destroy target non-basic land so more restrictive than what it can target but a lot of times you're going to be targeting non-basics yeah, exactly. But as well, like, usually if you're getting, like, destroying a land, they're going to have more than four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Four mana is a lot to pay for that, so. It is pretty satisfying, though, when you blow up somebody's land and they only have one because they blew up, like, your guy's cradle. <laughs> and you're just, like, spiteful. <laughs> Super spiteful. You're not playing magic for You're just day. like, hey, shouldn't have kept a one-land hand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you shouldn't keep one land hand in commander. No, I totally, I totally agree. Well, that's pretty much gonna do it for our budget cards and this episode. Cool. Yeah, we're gonna wrap things up, and next week on the show we're gonna be doing a deck tech on one of the new legendary creatures from M twenty. I mean, they're not that new by this point, but. They're new to it's us. It's a newer one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs> um, it's getting late. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's not. It's We've been doing this later for sure. Um, but if you'd like to get in touch with us, I mean, by now, you know, you know how to do it. You know, I don't. I mean, I'll, I'll say it. It's it's turn one soaring at gmail.com. And on Instagram at turn one soaring underscore the podcast. And you can follow me on Instagram at command beacon. So, you know, give us a little feedback. Let us know what you think. Um, you know, we got thick skins. So, yeah. I mean, you probably just love the show. But if you have any complaints, let us know. Let us know. Truly. 
We're currently, we're currently doing our July giveaway of three core 2020 packs. That's happening on our Instagram page and you can enter that giveaway by finding the Instagram post for our set review uh, for core 2020, following the instructions on that post and you'll be entered for a chance to win those packs. And we'll be announcing the winner of that giveaway on August 1st, at which point we'll be starting our August giveaway. But you know what? We're actually going to start our August giveaway a little bit early, which is today. And that giveaway is for every single card that we talked about in this episode. Cool. Yes. Getting the selection of cards we actually talked about. That's right. So I hope you like cards. <laughs> and that's going to be... I think we'll just do that on Instagram again. Yeah. That's good way to do it. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that so far. So the yeah, the so the the winner of that uh of that giveaway will be announced on September 1st and at which point we'll start our September giveaway. I cool. like doing like monthly giveaways. Um and you know wherever you're listening to this, uh you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, we, I, I, I keep meaning to get us on the, the other podcast platforms. I think that's something I'll do in the next few weeks and yeah, just thank, thank you all so much for listening. This is just a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. I do enjoy doing this and, uh, I do enjoy doing you like a robot. I do enjoy doing this. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> Stay tuned for the Instagram post for this giveaway, and we'll talk to you all next week. And always remember, read that card. (laughs) That's right. All right, go get them, tigers. Turn one soul ring.